Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we have a conversation about your money, your life, and actual amazing relationships. I'm John Deloney, joined by my good friend Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls on everything. Whatever you got going on in your life, I'm confident we have an opinion on it. And, if you have um, an actual amazing relationship, please call uh, in. John is the one to. <laughs> if your um, relationship is not amazing, call in. Give us a call. 888 825 Let's go out to Nick in Portland. What's up, Nick? Hi. Thank you for having me on today. And, uh, my question to get to the point is back in 2011, I was being paralyzed by debt. So, um, in desperation, found Dave Ramsey's method and systematically over the past 12 years have turned it completely around. So, my question is now that I, my wife and I have done that, we have two small children, we're kind of uh, very, very frugal with our money. We save about 90%, give or take, a month of what we earn. And, uh, now we have a different problem is learning to live a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you're still living out of a trauma response, brother. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, you know, just fear. Obviously there's a lot of guilt, success guilt. And I know this is, um, I was a success story with this. And so now we're in this different stage of, um, the recovery and, um, uh, it's great, and it's a good problem to have. But uh, that, you know, as other people experience this, and and you know, it's just it's kind of this unknown for me is how to give a little. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you? Um, we could probably get sidetracked here, so I'll I'll keep my question pretty direct. Did you have a pretty chaotic childhood? Um. No, I think uh, we had a. You know, my, my parents were in debt uh, a lot. We had, a, you know, motorcycles. We did, My dad kept us active all the time. And so, you know, we, it was just kind of, we, we did, certainly didn't live within our means. Um, and uh, so that, that obviously was learned by me. And then, uh, you know, then I got into medical school and I got tremendous amount of debt. And it was really every day I was waking up with mounting debt and the interest climbing. And so it was in 2011, I just had that massive realization that, you know, I, I need to change something. I need to have, have goals. Are you a physician, Nick? Yeah. All right. So my academic research, my nerd work was simply put, I studied people who other people in the community go to for help and care. Okay. I studied the mental health of attorneys and medical personnel and pastors, folks that other people go to. And what I would tell you is, yeah, you had a big debt issue, but my guess is you have a broader issue because what, and you know this pathologically speaking, and I want to not get too nerdy for our audience here, but if you've got a body responding to trauma, if you've got a body that is living in an anxious ecosystem, the moment you knock off anxiety one, your brain just moves on to anxiety two and to three. So your body was telling you 
probably we owe a lot of money. We haven't slept in a long time. I'm suddenly being in charge of keeping people alive or well. I'm trying to navigate a family. I'm trying to navigate a crazy uh, political ecosystem. All those things happening all at the same time. And so the alarm system that spins up in your body, it's almost like throwing darts and it says, it's the money. And then you live like a maniac because you're Nick and you can. And you'll pay this thing off. And without addressing that core anxiety, almost almost OCPD, you get underneath all that and then your body just moves on to the next one. So now the problem is you've left your community behind. You've become one of them, Nick. And then you, you, you don't know how to have joy in your life. And then once you start having fun, it's just going to move on to the next until you deal with that, uh, that lower level identity shift, which is we weren't safe. We are now. And yeah. that is a different conversation than can you give us a three-step plan to go have more fun? Do you, do you see what I'm yeah. saying? This is about creating a non-anxious home for Nick and his wife and his kids. And that will make you yeah, a better... Well, you're, you're on point there. Uh, everything you said, just it's, it's very true. So, so um, what I've seen professionally and um, just walking alongside people is the further upriver you can get to create... It, here's the fun exercise. You and your wife go out for a half-day retreat and y'all get to do something that probably never happened in either of your homes, which is y'all get to plan and dream about the future. Y'all cross this finish line, you survived, you paid off all your debt, you got everything right-sized in your home, and now y'all are playing pickleball for the first time. You've never played this game, you don't know the rules, and so y'all have to practice. Y'all got to figure this thing out. And so what kind of home, what do we want it to feel like when, when you walk home, honey? Here's what I want to feel like when I walk in the front door. How can we create this home that is warm or that is funny or that is joyful? And we're going to reverse engineer that and begin to come up with this home, this non-anxious life. She might look at you like my wife did me and say, I want you to stop working so much. Or I want you to love us as least as much as your clients or patients or the folks that you are coaching. And that was hard for me. And I asked her, like, here's what I need and here's what I want. And we address that stuff. And dude, I'm telling you, the anxiety alarms, they melted along the way. And having joy and having fun and, and creating a date night and making, okay, we're going to have to spend X amount of dollars because 90% is mathematically insane. So let's back it down to 70 and we are going to practice spending this 20%. We're going to go on a date and we're going to buy a real nice meal and we're going to feel uncomfortable about it. And we're both going to call it out with a smile on our face. I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. I feel guilty. I feel guilty. And maybe we tip the waitress a hundred bucks on a hundred dollar meal just because we can, but we're going to begin to feel that and own it and metabolize it so that we can transition to this new identity, which is a couple that's not running for our lives and a couple that's not anxious all the time, but we are a couple who is living peacefully into the future. How does that sound? Wow. <laughs> Man, that, that is awesome. It's uh, my dream. So, mm. well, I really appreciate your time. Now you got Thanks it. for calling, um, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 here's the magic words. Go out on a retreat and create a new identity for Nick's home. Who are we, honey? Who do we want to be? Who do we get to be now? The second thing is I want you all to be highly intentional about setting a certain, aside, a certain amount of money a month to give away. 
and I want you to see that gift. I want you to see the eyes light up when you give that money away. Don't just write checks and and send them via email. And the third thing is I want you all to set aside some money that you all going to practice spending on yourselves. And hang on the line. Um, I want to get your address. I've got a new book coming out in October called Building a Non-Anxious Life. And I'm going to send you the first copy that I get. Um, I'm going to mail it to you as my gift when it comes in. Um, Dude, you got exciting things ahead of you, man. I'm proud of the work you're doing to change your family tree, my brother. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. 888 That's 888-825-5225. Rachel, you just finished your FPU class. I did. Yes, I am done. How'd it go? And it was great. We had a great class. It was really fun um, walking through the nine lessons with yeah, a few hundred people. And it was uh, exciting to see people's progress already. It's amazing within just even a few short weeks, people on the plan and doing it. It's great. We just uh, finished week seven of the class I'm leading and somebody just did a debt-free scream and it was oh, super fun. fun. That's great. So listen, all of you who listen to this show all the time, um, you can. You can get the the bits and pieces and nuts and bolts on this show for free, and you can work it out on your own. You can absolutely do that. But what we've learned over time is that doing this together with a group, having some accountability, people to walk alongside you, people to call or text and ask questions, having a, a guide that leads you through this thing, Yoda style, it adds so much value and more importantly, you're more likely to stick with it. And there's something about being around a group of people that you know are going to ask you, how's your budget? How's things going? How's this? How's that? So listen, a proven way to change your behavior with money is taking a financial peace university class. It's the difference of like, you've tried to get in shape your whole life. And for many of you, that's hard. Me too. It's much easier when I pay somebody to that is going to hold me accountable and I go get a trainer and we figure this thing out together. Listen, this class has worked for millions. It's millions. It's nine weeks and you're never going to handle money the same way again. So listen, don't just listen to the show. Join an FPU class at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. It's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. All right, let's go out to Joseph in Orlando. What's up, Joseph? Not a whole lot. How are you guys doing today? Good, good, good. What's up? Well, just uh, I'll try to keep the question as, as brief as I can. I was instructed to do so. So if I, um, if let's say hypothetically, I saved the amount in mutual funds uh, to pay off my home, could I, I mean, would you recommend that I draw out everything I have in my mutual funds to pay off my home if I save up that amount? Yes non-retirement mutual funds correct gotcha. not like not yeah no 401ks roth iras nothing like that but if it's just in right. 
standard growth stock mutual funds, then yes, I would. I would concentrate putting as much cash as I could to get that home paid off because um, because what we find, Joseph, is not only mathematically, does that just free up a mortgage and you can throw that much more back into the market and you'll build it back up really quickly, but you have paid for real estates. There's no risk in your life. And John, you talk about this a lot, but when you don't have debt, even a mortgage, it's like you're there's there's no risk. There's nobody that I owe. It's like this true autonomy that you're living this life that is all yours, that you have no payments. So there's something powerful in that. So if I had the amount of money to pay off my house in non-retirement, I would. I would do it today. What's your hang up, man? Oh, well, I don't have it saved up. I was just kind of planning for the future. I can give a little bit of my background if you'd like. Sure. So my wife and I, we make a combined $200,000 a year. Uh, we don't have any debts except the mortgage. We have uh, right now about 330000 left in the mortgage. Uh, we put 15% towards uh, retirement. And that actually leads to another question. So 15%, we divide that up between Roth IRAs, 401k, we have the match for that, and then the mutual funds. Now, does the 15% need to go just towards the Roth IRAs and the 401k or yeah, the mutual funds included in that? No, just retirements. Yep. Yeah. Because because all of, yeah, all of those Roth IRAs and even your 401k, all those retirement vehicles is, you know, you, you get so many tax benefits from that. So focusing your money on that, that 15%, and then anything above that, once the house is paid off, can just go, yeah, into the market and mutual funds. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Did you all have any follow-up questions for me? Anything I need to clarify at all? No, that's it. I, I, I the thing I think it's important to reiterate is, um, I know folks who are still, who bought a house in 2021 and they have a, a, um, a 2.25% APR. I know people who have a five or a four or whatever, and they're trying to hedge this and move this around. I can't describe to you the feeling you get when it your boss tells you to do something and you think to yourself, I don't have to do that. Or when an air conditioner breaks and the biggest fight in your house is who has to make that phone call, not what bill you're not going to pay. And it's hard to express it until you've experienced it, but not having a house payment and having a home suddenly it, it turns the news into a cartoon, not a death sentence. It becomes so silly. You quit watching it. It just changes everything in your life. So um, yeah, dude, pay that house off regardless of your interest rate. Get that sucker paid off, man. All right. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Don't wait till the AC or something else goes out. Neighborly helps you find local providers like AirServe or Mr. Appliance or Dryer Vent Wizard and Mr. Handyman. Go to Neighborly.com today. Today's question comes from Jennifer in North Carolina. We'd love to hear your tips on a budget Disney trip. Is it even possible? We went last year for my daughter's fifth birthday and went all out. We stayed on Disney property, went to several character restaurants and did all the things. And it roughly co it cost us roughly $12,000. I want to take our other daughter for her fifth birthday in October and need to figure out what to, how to do it cheaper. I think you and I are going to have very different answers on this. To Disney. I'm like, wow. Let me just say this, and then Rachel, you answer. Um, when Hank was four, uh, my wife was te was teaching at a school in Sao Paulo, Brazil, right outside of, of Sao Paulo. So we went, we tagged along. 
Hank and I had this magic trip. We picked um, avocados and mangoes off of trees. Toucans were flying around. It was we rode a donkey into the jungle. It was amazing. It's like Disney. He remembers none of it. Yes. It is not a core memory. I'm sure like romance, I mean not romance, but like I'm sure like good time with dad. I'm sure that's in there somewhere. Not the trip. None yeah, of it. Totally. None of it. Totally. So my fifth grade birthday would be like water balloons. Fifth? No, five-year-old. I mean, five-year-old. <laughs> They'll tell that story at your funeral. Not the one where mom spent $12,000 and was a <laughs> hypermaniac. That's just me. I know that, Rachel, you're a Disney person and I'm not. I do so. like Disney. And if you have the money to do it, that's what you're choosing to go on vacation knowing that they're not going to remember it but you still go because it's fun and there's still magic at that age, then do it, right? Like that, sure, why not? If you or have the money. Or pay me. I'll come to your house for $300 dressed like Goofy. Or- <laughs> and like, I don't know. So anyways, is there a cheaper way to do it? Yes, you guys went all out. Don't stay on Disney property. Get an Airbnb off property. Uh, don't eat the food. Bring your own snacks. I mean, there's a way to like cut it, but Disney is expensive. Even just the passes, like you can't get around some of the costs. Like it is what it is. So I love how um, you just said this, Rachel. Just don't stay there. Don't eat there. Don't smile there. Go to the park. Don't go to the bathroom there, and you'll have a great time. The Disney prop. Well, there's tears at the Disney property, so you <laughs> can know. do definitely. There's the, the haves and have-nots. Well, there's there's different ways to do it. So again. Jennifer, I don't know your situation. If you guys, I don't know, you got $2 million in a Vanguard account. You're like, what do we do? Go spend 12 grand and Listen, you're fine. The greatest but, parenting advice I ever heard in my life was from Jack Black, the musician comedian. Here's what he said. And it has changed my oh parenting. My All the graduate classes I ever took, it's Jack Black. And here's the advice. Don't ever try to make a happy kid happier. Because you're going to see your kid sitting outside in some mud with a stick and you're going to think, not my kid. And then three hours later, you're going to have a kid that's over screened, full of sugar, full of plastic broken toys and Legos in their hair and in their ears and all over whatever. And the kid was loving life in a puddle of mud with a stick. Totally. Yeah. I mean, this is not about buying their happiness. That's exactly what this is. You can go on a Disney vacation and have a level of like sanity about yourself. Agree, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Pay cash. Just pay cash. That's my only thing. And and don't expect things or trips or all of that to change who your kid is or try to buy their love. Like, that's a whole different conversation. Get her a trampoline. It'll be the greatest wanna, birthday ever. I don't ever. want to put that on Jennifer. I am. Judge her. <laughs> Judging. Hey, this is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen, let's clear something up real quick. If you listen to this show for like 10 seconds, you know that we hate debt, and some people just don't get that. They think you need debt and credit cards. Rachel, this gives me the hemorrhoids. They think that they have to have credit cards so that they can do everything else in life, right? Like buy a car, buy a house. None of that is true. You think you need a good credit score to buy a house? That is false. Listen, if I gave you a million dollars in cash right now, that would not change your credit score because credit score is nothing to do with how wealthy you are. It has to do with your love relationship, your ooey-gooey-ugh relationship with debt. That's what a credit score is. The truth is, if you're living a debt-free lifestyle, 
Eventually, you're not going to have a credit score because you don't deal with debt. So when you're ready to buy a house, you got to find a good lender like Churchill Mortgage who can do what's called a manual underwriting. George Campbell talks about all He got one. No credit score. Got a house. So when someone says you got to have a credit card, you don't. It's not true. And this sounds nuts, but the best plan for your future is to avoid debt, save a big down payment, and get a real estate agent who will help you find a house you can actually afford. We recommend agents who are Ramsey trusted, meaning they're top performers. They're gangsters with years of experience helping people do home buying the right way. This is not impossible. And I know if you're sitting there, you're a teacher, you're a policeman, you're looking at how much money you're not making. This feels impossible. It's not. But we want your house to be a blessing, not a nightmare. You can find a real estate agent who will help you do all of these things, help you walk through the process with no credit score. Buy the right house for you with Ramsey Solutions like a trusted stamp on their soul. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. All right, let's go out to Sonia in Indianapolis. What's up, Sonia? How we doing? I'm doing great. How are y'all? I mean, I can't think of a situation where we would be doing better. That's awesome. How are you? Doing great. And I have a question. All right, bring I it on. I want to say thank you to the Ramsey team. You are changing lives of both myself and my son um, currently. We are in the early stages of baby step two. My question revolves around purchasing a van to go live down by the river. <laughs> Wait, man, for real? Sounds like we got Bill Shakespeare on the line. What's so? I know. <laughs> where, where does this uh, where's this idea come from? Uh, right after the pandemic started, I did purchase a van and I did a build out on it, did a lot of traveling while working a desk job and it was wonderful. And I would like to do that again and purchase another vehicle, but I felt the virtual slap from Dave when I decided that that would be step 3D versus making a down payment on a house. So I need to have some advice from you on where in 456 you would place this purchase and what type of margin I should be putting against it versus investing. Okay, so I just want to clarify, though, that you will you will have a primary residence. This is just... No, this is the residence. This is the residence? Yeah, that was the virtual slap that I got from Dave. Um, I did want to purchase the van before purchasing sticks and bricks. But after doing some research, I do see the value of making a home purchase. So that is now in the financial plan and, and goal set. So you'll do that first, and then you're asking about the van? And then I'm asking about the van. Oh, okay. Um, what, what does the van get you? Like, does it get you freedom? Does it get you um, flexibility? What is that? Or you just like camping a lot? Well, the van, um, I, I work remote. So the van will bring me the opportunity to travel and see the country. I do have friends and family scattered all over the United States that I did frequent. It also is an opportunity for me to explore other cities. Eventually, I would like to relocate out of my geographical area. Okay. And I'd like to research behind that. So it's a, it's a recreation it's a toy, toy yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's great. Are, do you have family, Sonia? Are you married, kids? No, I'm single. I have four children. They're all okay. adults. Okay, okay, that's great. So, Rachel, stop me if I'm wrong here. Sonia... If you said for 36 months, for three years, I'm going to go see the country, 
and I'm going to live this way and I'm going to do all this with cash, I, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it. Awesome. And you said, I want to move to a new town. I want to explore some cities that I might want to relocate in um, and live permanently. Like that, I mean, Rachel, tell me I'm wrong. That, that doesn't, I, I don't think you have to have a house and yeah. then go do that. What we don't want you to do is to look up and be 55 years old or 60 years old and you've got no equity, you've got no place, like no pun intended, to park and say, this is this is my home. All you have is a completely depreciated out van with 500,000 miles on it. That's what we want to avoid. Yeah. So how old are you, Sonia? I'm 50 and I had that wake up call. Okay. I turned 50 last September woke up and decided I don't want to have to work into retirement and I don't have the financial footing to avoid that right now. So, mm-hmm. And where are you at in the baby initiated. steps, did you say? What was that? Where are you at in the baby steps? Are you baby step two still paying off debt? I'm paying off debt. My okay. debt-free date will be eventually Christmas this year. Okay, right. congratulations. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, so I think my goals would be, and, and where are you living now? I'm currently in the upper Midwest. I mean, like, 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 a local, like, are you oh, at a home I'm or renting. You, you're renting? Okay, perfect. No, you're great. You're I'm great. Renting. Okay. Yeah. So Sonia, I think mine would be, yeah, get to Christmas, pay off that debt, uh, look to get that emergency fund and baby step three. And then I would look to purchase, yes, yeah, some type of real estate. I think that will be really wise. Um, and to have that to your name to John's points. And again, it can be a townhome. It could be a condo. It doesn't have to be anything big and fancy, but that there's something, um, a place to go to that you have. And then I would be focused on retirement then after that, because I want you to be able to retire, right? And actually have money to live off of. So, yeah. st- so starting that process. And then once that's going, um, and again, you're, you're 50 years old. So, you know, there can be some catch up retirement that you can do when it gets to that point. But Again, run those numbers. I want that to be a priority for you. Um, and then at the same time, you can be saving simultaneously then for uh, a purchase of a van, you know? And in the meantime, Sonia, I mean, you know, while you're, not while you're getting out of debt, not emergency fund, but beyond that, I would be okay while you're saving up um, for a down payment to rent something for two weeks if you want. You know what I mean? Like you can Drive still up. enjoy your life after baby step three. Um, but I, I would focus on though um saving up a down payment because by that time frame um you're going to be two years probably from now and i want you to be able to know kind of like you're saying where you want to be where you want to settle and and start looking for a home total sense does that give you peace or does that give you angst um a little of both to be honest um you know after realizing where i was and I'm just going to quote it as drinking the Kool-Aid of Dave Ramsey. <sighs> I got really scared yeah. and mm-hmm. got very serious. Um, I took on a second job. Good for you. About 80 hours a week. How much do you make uh, a year, Sonia? My core job is 75K and my side hustle is about 35,000. Wow. So good for you. Yeah. Good for you. So can I tell you something hard to hear? Yeah. Um, and this is like the worst part of my job is like the the bearer of reality, okay? My guess is, looking back, you've been through the mill, huh? You've been through it? Um, I've been, yeah, married and divorced three times. Yeah. Every type of life situation has hit. So mm. you, You've been through it. And you've reached a point where you have some sort of equilibrium, and for the first time possibly ever, you've got peace. 
And I'm going to yeah. tell you, I would wait 24 months, maybe even 36 months before I started doing a ton of traveling. I would love to see you just buckle down until you're 53 years old and make $100,000 on top of $100,000 on top of $115,000 and get some financial margin in your life before you hit the road and visit friends and travel. You've been through hell and back and you've got to give yourself a cushion, a cushion a foundation you've, you've under you. never had. Yeah. So I would hold off on traveling. I would start sucking away money and then you're going to be able to have a freer 55 and 60. Today's scripture of the day is Philippians 1.6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Tupac Shakur says, Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to make them come true. Yes. I love it. Rachel Man, is a huge a, Tupac I fan. I love Tupac. I do too, actually. Isn't there like a big conspiracy that he's still around? Um, if you want to call Stone Cold Truth a conspiracy, then yes. <laughs> For sure. I knew it. He shares a duplex with Elvis. It's inc- They're awesome. Yeah, there's like a group of them somewhere. No, if, For if, sure. If, if they, if like Tupac resurfaced, I wouldn't think that's weird at all. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he just needed out. Yeah. I get it. Me too. <laughs> We're going to get in Tupac, trouble. Tupac, we understand you. Let's, I, I don't. I don't. Let's go out to Amy in uh, Dallas in the in the eight one seven. What's up, Amy? Hi. How are you guys? Trying to not get canceled. What are you how, up to? How do you know area codes, John? How do I? Yes. I just love area codes. Eight one. Did, is that yours? Really? Are you two and four? Eight one seven. Stop it. Which one are you, Amy? Area. What area code? Are you eight one seven two one four? Yes. There you go. Wow. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just had to just had to confirm that. All right, Amy, how can we What's help? What's up? <laughs> um, okay, so my husband and I have forty one thousand five hundred dollars in debt. Um, thirteen of that, thirteen thousand is in car debt. Thirteen in school loan, and then fifteen would be in uh, credit cards. So my question is: Should we trade in our vehicle? We only have one. Um, it's worth twenty one thousand. So we have like eight thousand left if we um pay off the rest that we owe um so should we do that or should we just keep on paying it off how much do you guys make a year um 95 um our rule of thumb really is if you can pay off the car in 18 months then it's not like the major problem of the equation yeah i wouldn't so i'd probably just pay it off Okay. How'd y'all yeah. run up thirteen thousand dollars in credit card bills? It's actually fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> um, we went to Mex- Mexico in August, and we got engaged. And right after that, we got married. And so then we moved into apartment, and, and we bought we bought stuff for the apartment that we shouldn't have. So it's a mix of so all of that together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So you guys had like a whirlwind where you basically upped your debt by 33%. Well done, well done, Kayla. Okay, but we learned a lesson, Amy. right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so to answer your question, Amy, yeah, I would, I mean, I think you guys can buckle down and get some extra side hustles and, and pay this debt off. I mean, I would work at 
yeah, paying off the car, student loans, and then the credit cards. Um, and for you guys, y'all just got married? Yes. That's awesome. So how did you guys find Ramsey? Um, well, I've actually been listening to you guys for a while, but never really like got into it until we got married. But I didn't um, talk to my husband about it until like February. Okay. Um, so he was kind of like iffy, but then we started watching more videos together. So March was our first month of financial peace. So we've awesome. been doing it since March. Okay. Have you guys gone through Financial Peace University? Yes. Oh, good. That's amazing. I was going to wedding mm-hmm. gift that to you. Okay. I'll wedding gift my book, Know Yourself, Know Your Money. Josh. Or Josh, Josh John, do you want Man, you are co-host of the do year. Do get Amy a wedding <laughs> gift too? Nothing says I love you like, here, have my book, Kayla. Jeez, Rachel. Her name is not Kayla. It's Amy. Oh, I'm sorry, Amy. Jeez. This whole segment's <laughs> falling apart here. Amy. <laughs> Listen. Josh, get it together. <laughs> Sorry. Pretty name too. I'll take that. Sorry, Rhonda. Hey. Uh, hey. Amy, so listen, are y'all working side hustles and uh, grinding on the side here to get this thing done? Mm, we're not at the moment, but... That's I, what I want to see you do. Well, because when I look I at... I work part-time, so I'm going to definitely um, try to look for another job to have it be full-time. Do okay. you guys have kids? No, not yet. Okay. So when I see 13, 13, and 15, that's pretty spread out like that. That says to me, y'all are the problem globally. Like there's not one big cancer there. This is just a life that y'all have chosen to live. And now you've chosen a different path. I would love to see y'all get one, two, and three extra jobs and really, really get after it for the next 12 months. Because you're going to open your eyes and you're going to be stunned at how far y'all move this needle. Because honestly, Amy, I'm like, your numbers, I mean, if you guys lived, again, you guys are renting an apartment. If you didn't live the Dallas life, like you guys lived on nothing and you guys could get this knocked out in 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, like Dallas is expensive, but if y'all don't get a knuckleheaded apartment there, you can make this thing happen. Are you in? That's just a question. Are you in? Yes, definitely. All right. I am, for y'all. <laughs> I'm going to give you Josh Deloney's new book, uh, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. I'm going to give you my book, too. We'll give you both mine and Rachel's. And we're going to send you um, a year of every dollar, the the Uber app that you can connect with your bank so you and your husband can, y'all can learn this new money path together in real time. Um, hey, and if you want to get some side gigs, you need some extra cash, but you don't have time for one, passive income might be for you. Get the ins of and outs of what passive income is and how to get started, go to RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter, and you can get some other ideas for making some money on the side. Um, let's run out to Kayla real quick in Billings before the show's over. We're right up against the clock. Kayla, um, get right to your question. Um, hey, so mainly my question is um, how to go about when you have um, health issues and health debt. Um, the health debt that kind of keeps coming keeps us in essentially no money. Um, and we are both working quite a bit of hours and I have two jobs and it make a good income, but it's just not enough to keep up with the medical bills that are going to keep coming. Um, what, are, what are the challenges? Huh? Um, we don't even know. Um, it's been in five years. I've been going to every doctor under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had digestive issues severely that I didn't work for a while. Um, issues that they just aren't sure. They just label it inflammation, but they don't know. Um, now I have debt from, you know, insurance not always covering it, um, but I have ongoing appointments that help 
keep it at bay, I guess, but not really solve the problem. But we're kind of on E every month and it's, you know, stressful because it's my, it doesn't seem to be ending. Mm -hmm. So, so here's the, my career has been spent walking into gnarly situations and having the honor, but also the hard task of just telling somebody the stone cold truth. Is that okay? Yeah, please. So you have a chronic ongoing medical condition whether that's cancer, mm-hmm. whether that's infertility treatments that people um, are going through, whether that's chronic inflammation that you just can't get to the bottom of, try to figure it out, figure it out, whatever it may be, maybe special needs, whatever's going on, mental health challenges. There's a moment when you have to make peace with reality. This is going to be recurring and part of our life. And it's from sitting in that reality. And sometimes you have to grieve what we hoped and wished was going to happen in our life because it's not going to happen. We're going to have a different picture and that's okay. Which just making peace with, this is going to be different. And making peace doesn't mean it's all going to be roses and joy and fun and ah. Making peace sometimes is just throwing your hands up and saying, this is. And from that moment, you and your husband can begin to have some hard conversations about, well, where do we live? Because maybe Billings, Montana is really expensive. Um, maybe we always had dreams of living on 20 acres out here in Billings. That's not going to happen. We got to move somewhere where we can get great medical care, but we can also live at a reduced rate. What job do you have versus what I have? Those are the only reality toggles. Those are the only switches you can toggle, right? Because the other constant is you can have some medical challenges, at least for the foreseeable future. None of this is fun. None of this mm-hmm. is exciting or what we wanted to happen but it is. And I think that's the place where you start. And maybe you and your husband land right back where you are and we're just going to live on E for, for, for the foreseeable future. That's great. That's great. At least you'll both make peace with that. Um, it's the constant frustration that you keep showing up and empty, showing up on empty, showing up on empty. That's going to drive you all mad. So let's own where we are. Let's own this reality. And then let's begin to make a plan that's going to look different than we dreamt, but it's going to be the one that's going to give us a non-anxious life moving forward. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks you to the good folks in the booth. Thank you to Rhonda Cruz, my co-host. John, De- Josh Deloney, you're wonderful. Thank you, America. <laughs> we'll see you soon right here on The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.